At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Welcome, one and all, on this fine Saturday afternoon to Knife Talk, the podcast for knife makers, makers in general, anybody with any interest in knives, or people who just like to listen to our our shit every week. Um, it's just myself and Jeff this week. Jeff Fader of Fader Knives and myself, Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives. Normally, we are joined by Mareko Mamasi, um, but it is, it's his birthday. It's his 50th this week, so... Please, everybody message him. Wish him happy 50th. Yeah. Um, it's his birthday. Uh, it was yesterday. If you're hearing this on Monday, it was yes, it was Sunday. But I'm sure he'd still like to be inundated with messages saying happy 50th. It would make his day. I'm sure of it. How are you, Jeff? I'm good. I'm I'm uh, tired, but good. It's uh, the funny thing is, is like the listeners are listening to. Yeah, let's let's DM Mareko. But they also know that he's like block crazy so, <laughs> so yeah so i be think careful. that yeah i yeah. mean we have resurrected some of his i mean we the funny thing is that i actually thought about a game we could play at some point would be um i get dms a lot i get mm-hmm. dms a lot asking questions per, frankly dms from like forge and fire champions asking mm-hmm. me pretty dumb questions like I, I get to the point where if you're a forge and fire champion and you're asking me like a simple question that you should figure out. They should strip you of those stripes, I think. You're 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 legitimately devaluing Forge and Fire. Because yeah. you're going to me, <laughs> yeah, it's a problem. But I started to want, I have had this game in mind that we're gonna have to kind of work on, which would be like I'm gonna read DMs anonymously that have been sent to me. And we're going to you and I are gonna bet whether or not if it was sent to Morocco, he would block them. And then and it, we can, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then we're going to like, we would have to like, he would, we present him in the situation and then he would say block or not block. And mm. the stakes are this. If he says block, we have to block them. 
So this could be the game of games because it's like I get some shit sent to me that it's like it's it's I get inane stuff. I get mm. perfectly good nice stuff. Yes. But yes, there's like I'm a sure. and, and I'm appreciative of everyone who sends me questions or sends me anything. I'm not talking about for knife talk. I'm talking about for you know General civilian life. civilian Jeff. Yeah. And it is it, I and I always think to myself you wouldn't send this to Morocco because he'd block you. So we're going to come up with this game. And I already have all your in, in uh, all the inane DMs. And I already have them all anonymous and I have I've been planning on this for a while. So we're going to play the game and the and the and the, you know, stakes are if Morocco says block, we block. I'm out of your you're out of my hair. So So this this will be the block party episode. This, okay. We're going to figure it out, okay. but I know that you're not going to send him anything. So you're not going to spam him. You're not going to spam him because he's he's, he's pretty on the trigger edge. Ha- he's pretty trigger happy with that block button, yeah. Uh, he's I mean, I, I, it's amazing. But uh, yeah. God bless him. Happy birthday. Morocco's having a nice time with his family. Yeah. And uh, he's doing a lot of stuff with his Patreon for his birthday. So, you know, get up, get on board for the Mareko Momasi, Momasi Fire Arts Patreon. There you go. Yes, yes. How are He'd you? Love it. He'd love it for his birthday. I'm okay. Um, a little bit delicate. Um, I've had a few days of it. My brother's been over um, uh, with his kids. He's got 15-year-old twins and, um, and his wife. Um, so we've been doing the whole sort of tourist thing with them for a few days. Um, they hadn't been to this house before. So, yeah, we've been showing them around, um, making good use of the, the pub we've got on site here. And just, yeah, it's been, it's been good fun, but just knackering. Absolutely right. tiring. They left this morning, um, so we've just been. My wife and I have just been on the couch all morning, just like, oh, I don't want to deal with life. But um, here we are. This is life. Did you have a gig recently? How's how's the well, music I world? Well, sh- I should have had one last night, and we haven't had one for three or four weeks because various members of the band have been on holiday. Um, we had one booked in for last night. Um, yes. Yesterday morning, we had a call saying they were cancelling it because the weather had been really changeable. We've had thunderstorms and so on, right. and it was an out- outdoor gig. Um, so that was cancelled. Then there was talk of me doing like just an acoustic show indoors um, just because it wouldn't matter too much with the weather. And then like two hours before, we just said, oh, there's no point. Nobody, you know, we've already told people it's cancelled. So that was then cancelled. And uh, yeah, it was, it was just a funny old day yesterday. Um, so no, there was no gig in the end. Um, but that's been... Um, we we changed dates. We're basically in three weeks' time. We're doing the same thing, but indoors. Um, yeah, so it, it's been it's been a funny old funny old week. It's one of those weeks where the days you don't know what day it is because you know you're doing different things to what you'd normally do. And and um, but yeah, I'm 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 extremely delicate in the head today. Um, mm, we had I got you. The port came out at about one a.m. and um, oh Jesus, one a.m. Yeah. One a.m. and yeah, so now it's what well, it's three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, and it, I'm, I've still got the head, the throbbing head, and for <laughs> the throbbing head, hey, baby, <laughs> watch, hey yo, watch out, hey yo, uh, uh, yeah, so yeah, no, it's good. It's been it's, it's been a good week, uh, work wise. Um, I think I'm not sure if I've mentioned it on the show, but I've been working on something sort of quietly in the background for a while, which is a a product which is it's knife related, but it's naturally a knife. Um, it's something that knife makers would use, um, and it's I think it's ready to go now. I think it's ready. Um, so I've got a few hundred of these. Um, I'll be sending a few out over the coming weeks to various people. Uh, but I've tested it. A few a few people who I know have tested it, and they they love it. 
Um, so yeah, so I think once I've posted a few this week, I think next week I can sort of talk about it a bit more. Um, okay. It's probably quite obvious what it, I think you know what it is, Jeff. Um, it's probably quite obvious what it is to make, to other makers. But um, yeah, so that's been good. I've also put in a huge order for my next big uh, my next big run and. I'm taking it easy because this is almost like gently coming back into work. Um, I've been on a basically a long maternity leave, if you like, doing doing the minimum because I've been busy with babies and so on. So this is a butter knife um, run that I'm doing, um, which is very, very simple but very elegant. Um, So I've just put in a big order of um, laser cut blanks. Um, ready for me to to do my thing with. So yeah, so that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. There's the, something a little bit different. Um, very much in my sort of uh minimalistic sort of style, I suppose. Um, but they're nice. They're really elegant looking. So um, yeah, they're they're gonna be cool. Now I'm gonna ask you a tough question. Go for Have it. Have you figured out your shipping situation? I know I... you had years of problems. I've had eighteen months of problems. Yes. Um, I. Sort of have. Um, in, a, in a way, I have, but it just makes things very difficult for me. Um, so basically, I can have one day of shipping um, each week, which will be Friday mornings, um, and I'll be out of the out of the studio all. Basically, it's take me a full day to do the shipping because I need to drive somewhere else. Um, I need to drive into the city um, to get everything shipped off um, at, a, at a FedEx office. Um, they won't come to me here, even though they advertise that they, they'll ship from any point in the world. Um, financially, it just makes no sense for that to happen. That I need to take a day out and go into a city to do it. So, so that that's all sorted. Um, there are huge delays going to the UK still, but that's you know that's beyond my sort of you know anything I can do. But about. that's been your biggest problem lately, hasn't it? It has. Most of my customers have been US based. Um, sorry, UK based. Um, and that's been a huge, huge problem, um, both with uh, customs and just general slowness. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, all I can do is the best that I can do at the moment. Um, I spoke to Tomer about it. He's using a service um, which seems to be working really well for him. He's had not really any problems, but he's in a city. So, yeah, I'll be doing something similar, but I have to drive to the city each time, which is, you know, it's it's a day out for me, um, unfortunately. But um, So, yeah, so the shipping issues will be, you know, resolved the best they can be um it's a very very simple knife um all the packaging's already done and everything for it as well um so yeah it's cool and there's, there's a bit of a link with this with this knife to to that product that i was talking about as well just a few minutes oh. ago so yeah so it's a butter knife and the p- product is uh linked slightly so if you were to buy a butter knife you'd also get this product for free just saying just saying just saying just saying what about you jeff what's been going on well I've, I've been taking my kid to colleges, visiting I've been, colleges. Yeah, I've seen, and it looks like you're having a lot of fun. I tell you what, it's like a roller coaster of emotions. And yeah. it's been, it, I, I went last Monday, and I'm going to go back to two more schools this Monday. And it's been, it's been wild. I mean, it's been wild. I mean, I know you and Mareko have young kids, and my kid's mm. about to be a senior, and, and, and it's been awesome. And she works hard, and we want, we, it's interesting because um, she is very aware that her future is dependent on her being able to be independent. And that mm. independence comes from, you know, she knows she has, she has to work hard. So she's really been very... She's been very good in this in the in the student department, and you know her grades are great, and her test scores are good, and her extracurricular activities are good. Is it Ivy League? 
who we don't know. It's going to be like a, she's got a puncher's chance in in a couple of these places, and it'll be fun. the The only dumb part about it has been dealing with the other parents on these tours, and <laughs> and uh, we were at a really great school, and um, you know the, the kids are all sizing. You know, they're on a tour. There's no hmm. there's no interview on a tour. These are just like kids looking at schools. Yeah. And uh, the kids are all sizing each other up, <laughs> you know, yeah. in front of the tour guide, which yeah. is annoying, which is like they're all like giving each other the eye and trying to gauge what they're, you know, just by looking at each other who's, you know, yeah. who's fit to be on this campus Some or sort not. Some sort of social then, ranking going on. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. And then the parents are even worse. They ask these questions. This is one, <laughs> one parent says, my child wants to do a double major, and what do you think about asking a fucking twenty-year-old tour guide about double majors? <laughs> so I was just like, I turned to my kid, I was just like, that was a flex, and I, and she says, yeah, that was annoying. And yeah. then I was just going to be like, I was going to do. Well, my child wants to be a triple major, and I was just going to like, I kind of wanted <laughs> to like make a scene, but then I was just like, yeah, this is not about you, Jeff. You know, you'd have to go. But so, have you a- managed to convince her to stay on the East Coast now? Because I know you've been looking well, on the West Coast as well. Where, where I, there's two things. There's a lot going. There's a lot of, and I'm not going to go into the personal oh, yeah, situation because yeah, yeah. I mean, once again, I sometimes I get messages that are just like a little bit, be honest with you, slightly surprising. So I'm not yes. really. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep everything as vague as possible from now on. But um, wherever she goes is going to be fine. So yeah. we're okay. we're going to be happy with the decision that she makes, and you know, look, it's exciting, it's nerve wracking, it's it's um, you know, it's a lot going on. So we're going to go to a couple more schools, but in the meantime, the shop has been banging, and we're we're working hard on some new stuff. I'm already thinking about next year. We're thinking about Christmas time stuff, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. time stuff, and and uh, I be honest with you. I'm a little. I'm ch- changing my opinion on the reels, Instagram reels, because <laughs> I did a. I did a good, re- a mediocre. I mean, I did a mediocre reel, where I got my balls broken because I couldn't figure out how to change the spelling on the captions, and all of a sudden Charlie Lionheart is giving me fritz, and then all the, all these guys are chirping at me about. Yeah, I swear to God, you could you could literally do anything like. Just I mean, amazing anything, and someone's going to give you trouble about your oh, yeah. about the things that you spell. However, no one goes after like Mareko or Neil or they know anybody who any other spellings. They come after me because they they think that they you know they want to whatever. It's fine. So I changed it. I redid it and um, get the new phone, get the new camera. I'm going to be getting a couple new things. God damn it, that reel shook, shook some trees, as we say. It shook some trees. <laughs> when you say a couple of new things, you're not getting a selfie stick, are you? No, not getting okay. a selfie okay. stick. But I, but I, might, okay, you won't forgive There's going to be some, there's going uh, to be some slight investments, slight investments in the film quali- the quality. Nice. Because nice. this mediocre reel shook some, we call it shaking the trees. Shaking hmm. the trees. So it was like, direct correlation with some sales so i was just like okay well all my negative jokes are gone there's no more Hmm. jokes anymore because now it's not about what's interesting is is people talk about reels because they're looking for you know clout or followers or whatever but like i'm getting sales so that's a different that's a different that's a that's a different conversation right right there so can you put a link directly in a reel then like you um, can with a 
I uh, don't know, but I mean the, the 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 trees that the leaves that were shook out of the tree came from old customers who just happened to be on Instagram at the time. Cool. cool. So it was like there was some surprising developments to the so point it's measurable where, for you. It's measurable. It's working, and you you can see it's working. That's I good. mean. Yeah, so it was like it was like okay, joke. All jokes are over. You know, hmm. no, no more bitching. <laughs> let's let's, <laughs> let's let's get the rake out and rake up some of them leaves. Embrace it. Yeah, yes. well, you know. And then nice. um, it, this is going to lead me to a question I have for you. We were I was kind of investing in some things for the shop, and I was you know I took some. You know, we were ordering some more steel. We're getting ready to do two more knife. The last two knife drops for the set the neptune sunrise set now so i'm finalizing one knife is finalized and the template's going to go out and then i'm working on this last knife that's going to go out and you know we're just trying to figure that out and we had some meetings and we were we were doing to do some kind of fun stuff and like this turkey club is going to be very limited it's going to be three it's going to be 10 sets of three a three-piece mm-hmm. 10 set and we're working the details out i'm going to have it ready for thank november 1st when the newsletter comes out they will be ready to ship which is kind of neat and then um, I started in kind of buying some stuff that we needed. And I was really kind of focusing on thinking about investing in your shop. Mm. If you could think about, you know, and I just don't, a lot of people when they think investing in their shop, they think, I'm going to buy some tools. You know, mm, yeah. I'm going to get a power hammer. I'm going to get it. Da, 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 da. And that's never been my, my, my direction, especially during the pandemic. The pandemic was good for us. But I didn't invest in buying new tools or buying new, you know, you get, obviously you got to get the abrasives and you got to get the this disposable things. But I really kind of wanted to focus on the labor. If you had a windfall, if you had a mm. windfall, we're not talking like millions. We're not talking life changing money. We're talking about a windfall that you, that you just like, you sit down and you say, I need to put this back into my business. Yeah. A wind full of leaves, as you talked about, that need raking up, okay? You, you, oh, You've so raked the, in a the lot. Tree okay. that you shook the tree, the leaves came down, you raked them up, you're looking at this big pile of leaves, and you're going to say, I'm going to invest in chopped knives. Yeah. What are you planning on invest- investing in? I think for me, going forward now, because things are going to be changing hugely in the next two or three weeks with the kids going back into school and my wife going back to work as well, I think... If I were to plan out, almost like you do, but um, in a longer term, the next year, sort of the drops that I'd be doing, let's say every two months I'll be doing a drop of a certain model or whatever it would be. If I were to invest in getting these um, these laser-cut blanks now and get them all in and get everything squared away, um, I could then almost you know, take up my time and divide it up ready. So I know exactly what I'll be doing in three months' time, four months' time, five months' time. Whereas at the moment, everything has been very sort of, when I've got the time, I'll get into the shop and I'll do what I can. And, you know, things can change, you know, by the week, what I'll be doing the following week. So I think now I'm going to have that time to be more structured. If I had the investment to get the, the materials in for the whole year, that would be that would be huge because then I could just focus on. Right. I know what I'm doing, you know. So I think productivity wise, that would probably be the best investment for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about yourself? It's interesting. Obviously, you've got an answer for this yourself. Well, obviously. I thought about it because, like, I'm ready to fucking bring someone else on the sh- into the shop, mm. and I was thinking about it in in the in a way of not like an. 
I, I'm almost thinking about the idea of dividing labor and separating it. You know, I thought about like what Tomer does and he's got these real separations. Like yeah. some people do some things, some people do the other things. And now we have, I mean, David Tiger Claw Customs is great and we got him doing a few things and stuff like that. And, and, and we're getting, you know, he's at the point where, you know, I can kind of, it's good. I don't, I kind of want someone to come in two days a week just to do, help me with the handle scales, just mm. to do like, like I almost want like a fine carpenter, like somebody who has a lot of skill using a table saw mm. because the laminating the, the now at the point where the handles, the handle scales for the Neptune sunrise or for the, for the color lab stuff, I have it down to, I know the steps, but it's time. And if I had somebody, not even a metal worker, like I would take like a like two days a week, a uh, fine cabinetry guy or a craftsman, someone who has experience with woodworking stuff, I would have someone just doing handles. Hmm. And I thought about it in the sense of like, well, that's the move. I mean, the move is is like you don't necessarily need a jack of all trades. You need someone who has like specific skill set, and that specific skill set now for me, and I never thought I'd think this, is not a metal worker. I want someone who has skill as a woodworker, skill with a table saw, skill with maybe even a tile guy, a guy who does tiles for a living. You know, someone who does, you know, who knows how to, you know, mark stuff up and get tight. You know, fine cabinetry would be. The- person so so wouldn't that person be better off served by somebody who could operate a cnc machine problem is once again cnc does not handle the 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 g10 you know it's just too mm. I, I i'm talking mm. to and not to mention i'm kind of in, of the mind that i like hiring people i like having you know contributing to <laughs> the pressures of other people's mortgages on your shoulders no, you crazy mean, but at, <laughs> no but here's the thing it's not like it's not like when people come to me i, I say i'm gonna take care of you don't worry about a thing and yeah. i'm very crystal clear on what i want like i said i want someone for two days who will you know who can learn and can grow and as we you know because that's our that's our thing now like just having David on is my volume is greater. I can focus on other things. Mm. So if I can focus on other things, if I can have someone doing the stuff that I'm doing, and, and, and P.S. I'm against the concept of that that the, the expression of dumb work or not easy work or whatever. That I don't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's it's I need someone who can, you know, cut down the scales. And unfortunately, with the CNC, yeah, CNC would be awesome. But you know what? The same time is. Is the CNC can't? I don't want to. I don't want to spend the time, you know, the, spending the time getting the machine in, or I don't want to focus on. Also, I don't want to focus on dealing with like ah, I can work out a deal with with uh, Bantam Tools, and they'll mm. they'll figure something out. It's going to be a long, but it's going to take a long time. You know, yeah, yeah, the, the, the setup and me, getting used to it, and yeah, yes, yeah, it's a whole skill in itself. Yeah, Bree, Bree Pet has told me. To get to the point where I need, I can get C, I can C and C my scales out. My initial investment's gonna, and he started talking about like these, the pieces of equipment I need. He's like, you need $60,000 at least, and you will, if you get this piece of machinery for $60,000, me and my team will figure out the G code so you can, yeah. and then, but you're gonna have to buy new bits all the time, and I'm just like, you know what? I got a guy with a table saw. I just bought a new, a new miter sled. 
and I'm going to just have somebody in here, a skilled craftsman, and he ended up saying, he says, you're better off, you're better off with, the, with, with hiring someone to do it and having somebody do it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's not as if we're doing like mad complex shapes and stuff. Yes, yes. I and the other yeah. thing is, it's just not just cutting. You know, I, I need someone to help me laminate the scales because there is there is this delicate balance with how you kind of sand them and prepare mm-hmm. them and hand sand them and ha- get them so they can meet up nice and get nice. Yeah. So like, I will, I'd love to have somebody. I'd love to have somebody come in two days a week. And the pro- here's the problem: Will you do like a you do like a hey, I'm looking for help. You know, mm. DM, don't DM me. Don't whatever you do, don't DM me. But it's just like you end up getting with. I wish I lived closer. LOL. If I only, if I only live, clo- don't waste <laughs> yeah. my time with. The, if I only live closer. LOL. It's just like uh. you want to help me. Help me. If you don't want to help me, I understand. But you know, so yeah. Right. Bear that. I've got another question for you regarding this. Bear that in mind. Go just ahead. after this. Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. Do it now. It's what we all use. It's what the best people use. Use Combat Abrasives. Okay, um, so let your, your goal is to grow. As you say, you can, you can get more out. You can sell more and all the rest of it. Um, your current space, how will that work? Have you got space for, let's say, another two people? If I world? had, if I had a guy, I already figured out what I, how I would do it. Because the problem mm. is, is like, I do when we do the G10, I open the bay doors and I bring the table saw outside. Yeah. Just because, and I'm the one using it, and then I have fans making sure that it's blowing out of the shop. So like, I'll have the table saw outside. I'll put the fans in the shop, shooting it out. You know, making sure that it doesn't like because this this you can when you smell it. That's not you know you don't yeah, want to yeah. smell it. Yeah, straight into the bakery next door. Yeah, okay. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Master bakers, <laughs> them dick and balls, cup, cook cupcakes. <laughs> that's where they go. Um, the I would the space is fine for one more person, not five days a week. Okay. I mean, that's the pro. This is the problem. The problem is is. I would, in order to, in order to have people here five days a week with me, I need a manager because otherwise it's, it's right now, it's just me focusing on what needs to be done for the week, what needs to be done for the month. I'm coordinating with the office there, have a the list in regard, Allison sending me lists of what, what needs to go out this week, what needs to go out next week. And I can deal with it. I can deal with all the bumps in the road, and I can also think through what needs to happen. So when my guy, when David comes here, I know what he's going to do. Yeah, it would be harder. It would be harder if it was. At, honestly, the move would be what I'd be have. I've had. I would have one more person just doing the grinding. One person mm-hmm. just doing the grinding, and then. You know, David's in there doing the finishing and the on the finishing stuff, and then I had someone help me prep the handles. That would be optimal right now. Yeah. But at this yeah. point, it's like I can just about squeeze in a guy two days a week. Comes in, helps me kind of knock out these scales, laminate them together, put them together, and then we can kind of that would optimize at this stage in the game. The space I can make the space work right now with as I'd have to stagger people though. I can't yeah. have, I can't have four people in here. 
um, at the same time. I could have three people. I could have three people. Yeah. Is there an abundance of space now? Because um, going through, I mean, we've been, as I said, I've had a family here the last couple of weeks, actually, in and out. Uh, But, you know, we've been going back and forth the city and so on. And we've seen so many spaces that are just closed down, not being used. And whether that was due to COVID or whatever, just, you know, current economy, I don't know. But um, I'm just wondering whether these spaces will be coming down in cost. Um, and whether it's going to be more feasible for, you know, small shops to be able to get bigger, bigger units. Um, I mean, we've been looking at a few units here for a, a few projects my wife and I are talking about. And you just think, they seem cheap. They seem cheap. And I'm just wondering whether that's just a temporary thing um, or whether, you know, and that's and whether that's worldwide as well, whether that's all over the place. Here's, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I've been really thinking about having long conversations with my business partner, Tony in regard, and he's a smart mind in regards to business. And Mm. he's, he's had highs and lows with his own business. Um, and it's interesting just kind of like hearing his thoughts on what happened during the pandemic. And there, and you can see companies who did really well during the pandemic. Yes. (laughs) And you can see, you know, a lot of knife makers did really well during the pandemic, Mm. you know, I personally, I've said this before and I say it again, I don't like high highs and low lows. I like it right down the middle. And we did good. We did good. We did good. And we're right down the middle all the time. Everything's right down the middle. You see what happens when people do bang up jobs in weird situations. And then it's how they grow. And then all of a sudden there's a drop off. Perfect example. And I've said it a million times, Peloton. Peloton fucking went berserk during pandemic. Nobody wanted to go to the gym. They all got their Peloton bikes and then you got the subscription and it's perfect because you do feel like you're in a gym. All of a sudden pandemic, so they ramped up their business. They sold a shit ton more bikes. They were overvalued and then it just dropped off and they ended up, I have a friend who works there and they fired like upwards of 3,000 people. Yeah, I just called them bikes. Yeah, yeah. I called them to because we we did the uh, my wife and I do it. We love it. We're if for us it's perfect Um, because we don't want to go to a gym. We don't want to commute. We just squeeze in. It's per. It's been perfect. We went to. (laughs) I had to call in to get the extended warranty on the bike because you know you use that if two people using the bike every single fucking day, you know shit falls apart. So we I was calling in to get the extended warranty. And I, I felt like when I called, I might have gotten the janitor because, like, he was like, oh, hi, well, you know, the, the office isn't open right now. And I'm just like, this is a fucking million, a multi-million dollar business. Mm. And this fucking kid, like, probably mopping up was, was the answer. Yeah. So there, there's, I think that it, what's interesting is, is I think how you think about the economy in and of itself. And now back to what you were talking about with the, with the building spaces and build, you know, making spaces bigger. I would be I would be nervous about moving only because I got a good deal going on right now. Mm. I like how it's going and we're not we haven't out out uh grown the space to the point where I can move shit around to accommodate more people. Easy. Yeah. Like I see two spaces right off the bat that I could easily make this space accommodatable for two more people. So I would rather mm. just like invest in the people and not invest in things or space. Yeah, squeeze every bit of juice out of the space. Right. Okay, we are turning into full blast here, so we need to do some questions right after this. Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat. 
the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to knifetalk.net forward slash heat. Um, and there that will take you to Soul Ceramics, who are a distributor of even heats. They've got some already built up, ready to go. So take a look on their website, place an order. You'll get free shipping and $75 off. Couldn't ask for better. Those were okay. kn- we were ahead knifey. That was knifey talk. We were talking about people's in their shops and what they're putting was, their money it into. It was. Yes, it was long form stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just good. think that I know that our our listeners, the first thing they say is, "I want to get a kiln, and I want to get a forge, and I want to get a power mm. hammer, I want to get a press," and then they get these things. But you got to work the fucking things too. Somebody got to work the things. You yeah. know. Yeah. You only got two arms. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, Plum Lee Knives have sent us a question um, uh, via Instagram at Knife Talk uh, Podcast, um, and yeah, they've DM'd. And the question was, last minute question: I'm doing a big Bowie style knife for an order that's going to end up being just a wall ornament. And he says, "How functional should I make the knife versus how aesthetically pleasing to the eye I should make it?" That's a good question. Oh yeah, so it's literally just going to be mounted on the wall. Um, I mean, it's it's a knife. It needs to, in my mind, it would need to be a, a performing knife. Um, but you know, you may be able to take advantage of the fact that it's not really going to be handled so much. So you, know, you could adorn it with, you know, a brass and all that kind of thing, knowing that it stays shiny and new looking. Um, but yeah, to me, it needs to be as if you could take it down off the wall and use it. Otherwise, it's. It's just a it's just a picture of a knife, surely. Right. What do you think? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the price. Like if your if your customer is being like, you know, if he if the they're insinuating that this is an adornment and the price should reflect that, I think that's your answer. Like if he says, you know, you just get some wood and paint it silver that's fine by me (laughs) whatever it takes to make it look right i would say that that's the biggest issue because at one time somebody asked me if i'd make a sword and i said do you want it to be a real sword or you want it to look like a sword and that was a good question because it was just like you know sword prices and prop prices are different Mm, so i would i mean if it was me and they were saying i want a bowie knife but i won't use it i would make the bowie knife the way it was meant to be, regardless of whether or not it was going to be hung the way it was going to be hung or used the way it's going to be used. And the price would, would you harden that. it? Would you harden 100%. it? 100%. Like, I mean, it, I'm, unless the person said to me, I want a replica, a repli- I would make it very clear that this should be, this is either 100% or we're doing a Fugazi, you know, Bowie knife. Mm. That's, a, yeah. that's, a, that's Italian. Great. That was a, yeah, it's I, New York yeah, Italian. Yeah, yeah. It's a Fugazi. Yeah, it's a Fugazi. You ever see Johnny Donny Brasco? That's a good one. I have, yeah. Yeah, I love that, actually. It's very New York Italian, yeah. But just talking about would you harden it, here's a question for you. Go ahead. I was talking about butter knives earlier in the show, um, and I was talking to my brother about them over the week, over the last few days. He's been here, and I was showing him what it's going to look like and all the rest of it. Um, would you harden a butter knife? Oh, boy. Um... Is it, tell me more about the butter knife. Is it going to have like a little, you know, some butter knives have a little serration on there. Is it no serration, no serration. It's got a sort of bigger hen, <laughs> bigger end to it, like a bit of a, like a, a fattened tip. Hey, yo. Um, <laughs> um, but no, there's no serration. Um, there is a very, very slight bevel. Um, and when I say bevel, it's not really going to a point. It's not sharp. 
Um, but there's a bevel that's just to help with it with the spread as they say um so yeah um and he we were going to basically i'm I'm hardening them and he's like well why would you do and i was explaining you know what you say why would you harden a knife or explain you harden a knife to the edge or you know hold an edge and all the rest of it and he's like well why would you do with this if it doesn't need to hold an edge and, was, and i was like oh yeah why would i um but i'm going to because if i'm going to make one i wanted to make you know the best That's i can good make question. clearly yeah um but yeah it was one of those things where it's just like well, I was going to, but actually, that was a very good question. Why would I? Um, and it made me question why why I am. Um, but yeah, so I was just wondering from your point of view. Well, this will this knife, butter knife be strictly as a well, this this isn't like tableware, right? Um, well, look, it'll also know, work from... with it'll also work with jam and Nutella and no, no, peanut no, no, butter. No, no. <laughs> I'm saying, like, will this be like as a place setting? You know, is this like a silverware? No, no. So you get one, and it's specifically for when you exactly. put the bud and the, the, you the butter just need out, the, one. The, 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 the high-level chopped knives. Uh, what is the name of this? The butter? The butter baby? What are you calling this? What are you calling this? <laughs> now? You have a name for it? I, you know I don't, I I don't have a name. name. I don't have a name for it yet. Spready. Um, uh, <laughs> Spready. Butter up. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, it's not going to have a crazy name, no. But... Um, but yeah, it's just it's just you, know, you just need one in the house. Um, open up a jar or something and, right. and spread it. It's it's not a place setting. It, no, it's probably it's probably not necessary. Honestly, I mean, if mm. it was is stainless yeah. or carbon, you have a. It's stainless. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How many times have you gone out and you have you have tableware that that bends and yeah. it holds? It, not most. I think most silverware is not even car- high carbon. You know, high carbon stainless. I think most yeah, of it's no. just like some fucking boilerplate stainless, you know. Tin. Yeah, yeah. I, you don't. Um, I guess maybe you don't have. I mean, it, I don't think you probably don't have to. People. But that was the thing. I didn't. I didn't have a convincing answer why I should be. It was just like I am because that's what we do. Right. And he was like, "But, but, but there's, there's no need though, is there?" And I'm like, "See, shut up. This shut is, up. I could answer him." This is a good. This is a good point that we should be taking away as business people. The difference between a craftsman. And people in this community, this niche community who says, this is the way you do it, and that's the way you do it, and this is the way you do it because that's the way we do it. There are things that are business-oriented, and it is interesting that you would have a different view, a different set of eyes to mm. say something that is not, who is not your brother is not part of the knife-making community. He doesn't know, well, this is not just the way you do. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it does, it does a- answer a question. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's you could make it. Re- I mean, it could reflect in the price too. You know, all mm. of a sudden you don't have to heat treat. Only have to, only have to temper. You don't have to. I, yeah, which is, which is a huge deal. It's a huge, huge you deal. Know, time crunch huge when you're deal. making anything. And yeah, yeah. Most stainless steels not heat treated are hard as shit anyway. Mm. You know. Yeah. Definitely something to think about. I if you if you decided not to heat treat it, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, you're not going to put an edge on it, right? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be making both and and see what you know which. You know, if I could get away with not, if you like. But my initial response is, of course, I'm, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm gonna hate it's because it. you're yeah. stuck in this goddamn community where you yeah. know this goddamn community. <laughs> <laughs> peace and love, peace and love, goddamn community. I'm with you. <laughs> yes, talking about community, I want to tell everybody about Dharma Steel. Se. They make. I mean, we don't have Mareka with us today. Right. Who's you know probably one of the world's best at making Damascus. But what Dharma Steel do is a stainless Damascus, and they're probably the world's best at that on a sort of on a commercial scale. Um, so they have these beautiful, beautiful stainless steel Damascus 
with plenty of options for uh, patterns, which are you know they've made them really repeatable. So if you buy a bunch of them, you know it's all going to be you know, it's all going to be very similar. Um, beautiful, beautiful stuff. They are Dharma Steel Lab on Instagram. If you follow them, you can see the kind of stuff people are making. They're always special, special pieces. So if you're looking to make a special piece for that special person in your life, go to dharmasteel.se. Um, and uh, if you use Knife Talk, you'd also get 10% off your order once you set up your account with them. It's all good. Get some pants. Get some pants. Yes. Yes. I think I think that that I appreciate the fact that your brother said what he said to you. Because hmm. No, no, yeah, yeah. I think that one of the things that you end up having really be, new eyes allow you to see things completely different. And and all of a sudden, maybe it's different than what other people do. But I mean, you might end up with an idea that you wouldn't have thought of because you're constricted to this specific narrow view based on people in a community. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's just, just for yeah, butter. No, this isn't yeah. like you know, no one's going to say this butter knife. It's this rock. <laughs> is it sixty two Rockwell? I can't use. I can't use it for butter. <laughs> there will. There's no doubt. There will be questions. Regarding that, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's now, no all of a sudden, everyone's yeah. going to be like, you don't, even, you don't even heat treat that. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I mean, for yeah. butter, for Christ's sakes. This isn't like, yeah. you know, who cares? Yeah. I mean, I- what we'll do, it's, so in hot countries where they refrigerate their butter, um, it'll be hardened. But, you know, normal climate countries where they don't have to refrigerate their butter and it's generally softer, it doesn't need to be hardened. Oh, there we go. Do you eat a lot there of butter? That's the answer. Unfortunately, a lot. Like how much this, butter do you think you eat? It's my biggest downfall um, is the bread here because the bread here is fantastic. Um, and yeah, like a salted butter are just on just on bread, plain bread. That's quite often like a lunch for me. How yeah. much butter is your family eating a, a week? Um, oh, I we're easily doing a pack of butter a week. So a pound of butter is, a week. What's that, 250 grams, I think? A, a, a uh, you know, they're like a square yeah, block. Yeah. Yes, yeah. A fucking pound. Yeah. You're eating a pound yeah. of butter a week. A, a week, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> fucking... we're, we're fattening up those kids too, remember? <laughs> yeah. It's like a foie gras factory over there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it is the best thing, just a good butter with just a real simple good bread. It's, it's, it's a meal in itself, I hate to I hate to say you're right. Mm. I don't hate to say you're right. But last night I went to my, my family. We went to a uh, outdoor jazz concert. I, it was great and beautiful f- place. And we got made a picnic. And my kids were working at this bakery. And they gave her a loaf of bread. And she made me this goddamn sandwich. And the bread was so fresh. And it was mm. like, I was like, I said to my kids, God damn it, this is a top 10 sandwich. A top 10 yeah. sandwich. It was, <laughs> I'm going to be beating your brakes in. I said, I'm going to be talking about this sandwich for the rest of your life. Get ready. Yeah. When are you going to yeah. make me another one better than this? So, yeah, good it's, bread. It's a cultural thing here, bread. I mean, everybody goes to the laundry every morning. Um, and, you know, some people will then go to the laundry again around about sort of 5 p.m. before dinner um, to get their fresh bread. It's, yeah, it's, it's a big, big thing. And, you know, we can, we've got a choice of sort of 15 to 20 different styles of loaf. You know, it's, it's, it's a big thing here. And um, I love it. It's my biggest downfall by far. Yeah. Before, we're going to get back into knife talking in a second, you bunch of 15-pound loaves. Listen, I got a question for you. I had, back in the day, my wor- my best-paying job and worst job of all time was I used to pick up dog shit on the street in New York. I got My rate was so fucking... I ended up making like $175 for two hours worth of work a week. It was unbelievable. Hmm. 
I saved, I was, at first I was buying comic books and cigarettes and hot dogs. And, and then I was like, I got to save this stuff. And I saved it all. And I, and, and I saved so much I was able to go to Europe by myself with a couple friends. And we stayed at this friend's house and we would go out all night. And then the next, by the time we got home in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, we would stop by this French bakery. And this is in the middle of down by uh, Marseille, Marseille area. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And we would show up when the first chocolate croissant came out. Mm. It was the, we would stay up just to get that early morning fresh (laughs) shit. And it was like mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. They're very good. And the thing is, I said some people go twice a day to the boulangerie here because they don't put any sort of additives or preservatives in them. So they literally will go off within sort of six, five, six hours. So if you want good bread in the evening as well, you need to go back, you know. But, oh, fuck, it's good. Especially when it's still warm, like you said. Oh, jeez. All right, back to knife talk. Uh, Yes. You're right. You're right. I'm okay. I'm okay. Butter knife. You have to come up with a good (laughs) name for that butter knife, Craig. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I keep it simple, I think. We'll work on it. Don't and okay. don't DM him. He's locked out of shop knives anyway. Don't DM him anything. Yeah, with possible names. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. The next one is from Dustin Sheffield. Dear hand sanding talk, I need a favor, but it's not about money. Last I wrote, uh, I started a new job at a fabrication shop. We also do blacksmithing. Uh, felt more comfortable at work, so I binged the last eight months like a dirty Netflix drop. <laughs> you are still the fucking champions, and don't. Where's he going with this? Is he drunk? What's going on? I don't on? know. What's your? F- I don't know. I don't know what the pro- the favor is, but that's fine. Oh, the fa- Oh, the- I think the favor is. Is I think he's making a joke because that's what scammers do now. They write in your DMs uh, like, "I need okay. a favor, but it's not about money." You know, yes, they're yeah, trying yeah. to like. Uh, yeah. That's what that was. Good job, Dustin. He says, "What are your favorite kinds of handrails to blacksmith, Jeff? We have 165." Pound uh, and Yang and ready to bring blacksmith work to Walla Walla. <laughs> I'll tell you that my favorite thing to fabricate of all time for railings was to do lamb's tongues. Do you know what a lamb's tongue is, Craig? No. All right. So no. you have the, the you you know what a cap rail is. That's the top where your handrail goes, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. at the bottom of the railing, it drops down and then it kind of comes back into the post and then it swoops out like a little t- tongue. You know what I'm okay, talking about? Yeah. 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 That's called a lamb's then, tongue. Yeah. Okay. And I was I was taught how to make lamb's tongues. And it was cuz a lot of people a lot of fabricators buy the lamb's tongues and weld them on. They look like shit. I learned how to make lamb's tongues from John Ledford. It was the fucking greatest trick and I'll show you how to do it now. If you get a piece of uh, cap rail like that's molded cap rail and if you cut a V out on the inside of the cap rail, like six inches, so it looks like almost like that fish mouth you do on a knot, you know, a lot of guys do them with knives. And then you heat it up, and then you push the tips in together. You end up with this taper. You weld up the seam, and then you can put a piece of channel on the inside and then forge it into a lamb's tongue. Those were my favorite things to make. I could make lamb's tongues all day long. I loved it, and they look so good. So that was my favorite thing to fabricate in a railing. I loved cap rails, and I loved forging lamb's tongues. Those were ornamental parts from my favorite parts of railings. Yeah, I'm just looking at them now, actually. In the picture yeah, they're there. awesome. Actually, I helped, yeah. I helped uh, Paul Pinto. He was, like, buying these shitty cap rails from – there are these companies that sell, like – they're cast iron. And when you f- try to, like, 
fabricate them into a railing, they always look pretty fucked up. They don't look good. And when you to the fabrication and the fabrication of making one is so super easy and they and they look they make a railing look really really high level to the point where it's just like a little bit stunning so i that mm. was my favorite thing to do nice okay lovely if you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes insomnia brain fog moodiness or weight gain you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging the experts at midi health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause and MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Okay, um, Jacob Hamilton writes, Hello, fellas. I'm cu- curious if any of you have ex- um, experimented with alternatives to hand sanding. I've been thinking about trying to sand with an oscillating disc sander, uh, like what I was using auto body finishes, or trying a vibratory tumbler with the progression of grits, like what I was used to clean brass shell casing uh, prior to reloading ammo. Um, I'm a hobby knife maker who started making knives about a year ago. I've been very fortunate to be able to afford a 2x72 grinder and an even heat. Um, I currently do stock removal with carbon steel, but hope to one day transition to stainless and maybe one day down the road learn the art of blacksmithing. Uh, The only reason I got on Instagram was to send you this message. Wow. Jacob from Missouri. Uh, Jacob Hamilton. Brand new to Instagram just for this message. Thank you, Jacob. Um, Okay. um, Okay. Alternatives to hand sanding. Um, so he's a year in and he's just realised, fuck, hand sanding is a bitch, as we all right. have. Um, so, I mean, there's alternative finishes, which, you, which you've mentioned, um, tumbling, that kind of stuff. Um, if you're using one of those oscillating disc sanders, um, they, they'll generally give you, you know, that, that like the random orbital sander. Non-directional that, finish. Yeah, and it'll give you uh, as yeah, not not the best sort of finish. Um, and I mean, if you're talking about hand sanding, this is sort of the finish hand, the finish hand sanding, I assume. Um, yeah, there's not really a machine that's going to sort of compete if you want a good, as you say, a, a directional, um, nice. Well, let's CSI maybe. what options there are. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's straight off the belt, yep. um, which will be, you know, which will be directional. Um, it won't be in the direction that maybe some people would would uh, like. Um, but I mean, if you're using um, uh, like Scotch Brights belts, you can get some really nice, you know, off the belt. I know Jeff has been doing a lot of this recently as well since since spending time with Toma. Um, you can get some, you know, beautiful, beautiful finishes. Um, but if you're looking for, you know, a mirror finish, um, you're going to spend a lot of time doing that. Um, but um, it's just putting the hard work in. Um, after this, we will tell you about um, a company that can help. Um, but, you know, let's try and answer the question before we throw an ad in. <laughs> there's a couple things. There's a couple things. Number one is if you are making culinary knives or any knife without a plunge line, 
you can you can use your disc you can use your two by seventy two grinder to change the scratch pattern to a satin finish. The problem is if you have a if you have a plunge line. Like there are people who make culinary knives without a plunge line. Those Japanese style knives where there's like you know where the 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 flat of the bevel is in line with the ricasso, and then you only yeah. you're only grinding down like you know an inch or two. You can hit that with a with a, with a, a contact wheel and change the the scratch pattern. I know that there are master bladesmiths who told me like I just you know I don't put a plunge line in my chef knives and I just run it down vertically on the on a contact wheel. You can do that. You can also use a um, sandblaster. Sandblasters are, you know, not super expensive, and then you kind of help change the direction. Uh, you can have a matte finish with a sandblaster. You can use tumblers and stuff like that. Um, I think that the most, the hardest part is, I think that the reason why people have such a hard time with hand sanding is that they're not preparing the knife for hand sanding to make it easier. Mm. So as we've said a million times, hand sanding is changing the scratch pattern from your grinder. Now, if, if you leave the grinder at 36 grit or 80 grit, you're going to be fighting these giant peaks to, to get down to the valleys. The valleys are where your, your, your hand sanding kind of starts. So you see this, what a grind is, it's the peaks and valleys. So if you can work your way farther and farther down based on the grid progression, it's going to make it easier for you to get into hand sanding. Now, back to you one day being, I think if you have a kiln, there's no re. I think if anyone has a kiln out there, there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing stainless steel. I think stainless steel is remarkably easy to, to heat treat uh, if you have a kiln. If you don't have a kiln, it's still trickier, but yeah. preparing this, the knife for hand sanding can be really really great and i tell you what i we before we get in with the rhino wet we're preparing the knife by it goes on a it goes on a i use a disc grinder i get it down to 220 maybe 400 and then we use mold polishing stones i love the mold polishing stones they really kind of remove a lot of material quickly and they help you prepare to get ready for the hand sanding I, it's always the preparation before you're in there just going back and forth like a crazy person. Mm. What do you think? Um, yeah, I pretty much agree. Um, and what we just talked about directional um, grind lines. So obviously, if you, if you go in um, horizontally across your platen, you're going to have uh, grind lines that are going from the heel to the cutting edge. Right. Um, sorry, from the spine to the cutting edge. Um, and... 90% depends who your customer is 90% of customers wouldn't understand that that's what that is and why that wouldn't be looked upon favorably by the other 10% maybe um but if you do, yeah if you are looking to do it where you've got your um where you've got directional lines and they are going from let's say heel to tip which is um, generally thought of as better um yeah yeah it it's going to be pretty hard to do it on a, on a on a machine right um but it's one of those things. I mean, performance-wise, it makes it makes no difference whatsoever. So I, I think you've got to think about who your customer is really, and whether you're going to be um, able to charge the extra because because a lot of extra work to to make it that way. Um, and if you're doing you know 150 dollar knives, it, you probably wouldn't be able to do it at that cost. Um, so it's worth thinking, you know, who your customer is, um, whether you need to. 
um, and whether a belt finish would be enough. Um, spend some more time, you know, getting a good belt finish. I've, I've seen some belt finishes which are just, you know, they're incredible. They're incredible. Um, but I did the same. I, once once I'd started, you know, you know, quite a few years back, I was then looking into things like, you know, getting a tumbler and things like that. And basically, you're just trying to fake what what you, what you want, really. Um, which is, unfortunately, when it comes down to it, then putting in that hard work. Um, but as Jeff said, you do as much prep as you can. Um, if I'm going from a belt, I generally try to go to about 400 before I start doing um, hand sanding. Um, but here's, here's, here's the ad we've all been waiting for. Um, when it does come to hand sanding, um, I use uh, Rhinoet by Indassa. Um, Jeff does, and Morocco does. A lot, a lot of our listeners do. Um, it's... You know, don't go to your local DIY place and buy any old sandpaper because it's not the same stuff. It really isn't. Um, and you just be going through it and it's it's not good. Not good for anyone. Get yourself some Rhino Wet. You can head on over to TexasFarrowSupply.com uh, where they stock that as well as a myriad of other things for the knife maker. Um, and if you use Knife Talk 10, you'll get 10% off the order too. So if you're not already using Rhino Wet, that's the, that's the easiest fix to begin with. Um, but yeah, it is... I said, if you need to make sure the hand sanded, whether you're going to a mirror finish or whether you just want to change that, you know, that directional pattern of your hand sanding, um, you just need to put the hard work in, I'm afraid. Mirror. That's what my, the, guys I used to, the guys I used to work with, we call it mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And if you uh. go to Texas Ferry Supply, mark this date down. Mark this date down, guys. Uh, November 5th, there's going to be a hammer in. The JDCK Texas Ferry Supply hammer in 9 to 5. Uh, November 5th in Kendale, Texas. It's definitely going to be worth it if you're looking for live demos, hands-on forging giveaways, enter to win a knife or a class. So uh, Texas Ferry Supply is having a hammer in November 5th. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Boom. There we go. I, I think that, I think that you know, it was interesting that you said uh, fake, faking it. And it, it's I there, a lot of it has to do with – and the hand-standing thing is – the hand sanding thing sucks because it is a substantial amount. I mean, if you're if you're doing stock removal, hand sanding is a laborious task, and you wonder why you're doing it. Yeah. And I think that the interesting part is I have different opinions. Like I just did a test. I'm I'm starting to fool around with AEBL. I got my AEBL dialed in, and I make I'm making a couple knives, and I'm keeping them for myself, and just thinking about how can I pass on value to my customers because for hand, hand sanding, I mean, just preparing a knife for hand sanding all day, let's just say all day, it's an extra, let's just say all the prep and the prep to get it there, the prep to get it there and the hand sanding, let's just add an hour, uh, hour and hour and a half to yeah, hour, and a, half, hour yeah. and a half to each knife. And P.S., to the guy who wrote this question is like once you get in a, if you got to get your hand standing down because once you get in a stainless boy is a whole different ball game that 440c man i'll give you fritz let me tell you <laughs> let me tell you so the idea is 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 like how can we pass on value how can we pass on value to our customers like that's my that's what i want what i want to do is i want to give the best bang for the buck and f- have my customers feel like they have value and like you were saying do people care? Do people care about like you know mere polished choils? That's something else I see a lot that I'm just like, eh, nobody. Fo-. These motherfuckers, you know, with their you know diamond rings and their they're not mm. looking to 
you know, change their mascara by the how <laughs> the mere finish of a choil. You know, that's like, yeah. come on. I mean, it looks great and all for other knife makers, but it's just like, does it really matter? The question is, as always, what is your, as a business person or a craftsman, what is your approach? How you want to approach your work to your customers? You know, and it's, I find the whole hand sanding thing fascinating because to me when i look at i mean i've tried hand sanding i've tried uh, belt sanding and i'm getting better at it but i'm still like not sure that it's i'm where i want it to be to start selling them belt finished mm. and once in a while i do a fucking good one but it's i can't have once in a while isn't it good enough yeah you need a higher hit rate yeah you have to higher hit rate so i always do think that when you do a hand sanded finish two things one is is your eye always is led is led from you know knife is a directional object you're going from the hand when you look at it you're going from the handle to the tip and that satin finish allows your eye it leads your eye to the tip and it makes it more visually pleasing yeah um the other thing is, is it's really, it is really a, a small point to make sure that people know that it is handmade because it's really hard to build a machine that can hand sand. Hmm. So, and I, I also think, as, as another point to that, I think a lot of what we do as makers, we are thinking what other makers are going right, to think of it. Right. Um, right. I said the customer w- wouldn't wouldn't know. I, I think maybe if they put some thought into it, they'd say, "Okay, well that's probably come off a machine the way that's done that way," and so on. Um, but you know, most won't. They won't even look at it in that way. Um, but we know that the minute we put something up on Instagram or whatever, everybody's zooming in. Everybody's looking. Well, everybody's looking for a fault. Well, but but looking for a fault, and, and I wouldn't even say I wouldn't necessarily say fault. Um, I'd say look for something where they can go, ah, oh, I would have done that. I would have made it better but, by doing that, you know? Well, I mean, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I know that my knives aren't perfect. I know that I see everyone and I see something that's just like, the next time I'm not going to do that or next time it's going to be better. Mm. It, no one's hitting me up. No one's coming in my, yeah. know, I mean, there yeah. are certain people who get Fritz. There's certain people. The only Fritz I got was because I didn't fucking spell. I didn't change the spelling in the closed captions of my goddamn <laughs> video. But like, yeah. no one's up in my piece because I don't put myself in that position. You know, of course, you know, you see knives that are just like, okay, that's not what I would do. Or, you know, me personally, I'll tell you what I look at. I look at people who who make culinary knives who don't cook, and I can see you can see a mile away that mm. they don't cook. And I'm not saying tweezer food. I'm saying just like enjoy cooking. Yeah, you know, yeah. so tweezer food. I like that. Well, you know, I mean, I follow <laughs> I these guys, and it's yeah. just like I have tweezers. Trust me, I I use the tweezers. My big old fingers can't put a piece of fucking, you know, parsley on nice the way I, you know, when I made when we did the uh, food challenges, I was tweezering the shit out of everything. You know, <laughs> I had a couple different tweezers. Go ahead, tweezers in both hands. I was tweezing it up. So. Well, with that said, we could do uh, listener feedback. We have lots of listener feedback. We also have tough scenarios. Uh, okay, let's do a tough scenario. But first of all, I'll give you a scenario. Um, I'm looking to buy a new grinder. Um, what, what would oh, you recommend, Jeff? Uh, let me think about it. Oh, Broadbeck Ironworks. I got off the phone right. with Broadbeck Ironworks. 
Vince hooked me up. I had uh, the customer service for, for I'm just going to, we're going to talk about the grinder, but it's for first hand. The customer service with Broadbeck is number one. They, get, they take care of you. And if you go get yourself a new grinder, know this. I know what you're saying, eh, but they have to put it together. Not anymore, ladies and gentlemen. They're starting to sell completed grinders built. You have to put a couple things together. You can do that. And they're painted. We were talking a couple of weeks ago about like uh, if you got a mister, what do you Misters, mi- yeah. you know? Don't worry, tell your sister we can get that mister because we have Broadback Ironworks is selling completed gr- uh, painted grinders and they're great. And the customer service is dynamite. All their attachments are very user friendly. They're knife makers making grinders for their knife makers and their customers. Like I said, got a hold of Vince. I needed a couple things. He sent them to me right away. They're on top of it. Ben Seacrest, Ryan, all them guys over over at uh, Broadback Ironworks doing a great job, and it's a great grinder. And they're really they're moving mountains for their customers. Mm. Yeah. Now, listeners, if if you use Knife Talk two hundred, you'll get two hundred dollars off any of their grinder packages. And if you use Knife Talk one hundred as a promo code on their website, you will get one hundred dollars off their sharpening system or their sewing machine because they also do sewing machines now for uh, you know leather makers and. You know, sheath makers that kind of thing as well so yeah make sure you use those promo codes if you're a listener make get yourself a good saving on what is already a fantastic product that's it and he sent me a hoodie nice hoodie too this is a, this is i've a- noticed you're getting all the swag I'm local, I mean, dude. I'm not. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. Dude, I'm, I'm just saying, you're getting the swag. They gotta send it on a porpoise to get it to you. You know, <laughs> I mean, quite true. Yeah. Gotta, I mean, if you're in New Jersey, you have it all too. I'm right here. I'm right here. They gotta quite put it true. on a what? I don't the hell they gotta put it on a Operation Dumbo Drop to get it to you for Christ's sakes. I mean, yeah. God. I'm just looking at European sponsors, and I think Dharma Steel. I'm desperate for these pants. I'm just saying. When are we pants. gonna get on the? What is the next Dharma Steel Invitational? I need my fix. No. November, November, I believe. Right. Yeah, and we could wear out. We could wear our Dharma Steel pants on camera too. Then, if we? they sent me gear, I would wear it. Like a, I would wear it for the sh- for the show by a with a mile, by a mile. There we go. So we got tough. And I know that. I know they listen. I know they listen. So pair, if you're yeah. listening, pants. I don't know pants. if Pear is listening. I don't know if Pear. Be honest with you, I, I think, think Pear's out of us. I think be honest is. with you, he's out of us. You, every time you get on the phone with you, you give him a squeeze. I've got I've got to think of a squeeze for this oh, for the next show that we do with them. Back. Yeah. They're going to get some other flea bags to take care of us. P.S. Everyone's dropping like flies. The podcast game is ours, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And if we talk about wood one more time, we're going to be the greatest maker podcast <laughs> on this earth. We talk about we In could general. do a wood we could yeah. do a wood show, and we would be the number one. We could compete with all these motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm getting crazy. Okay. Let's give give me a, a tough scenario. All right, here's a tough scenario. Uh, okay. Manufacturer scars Mabolo. I think I got it right. I'm not sure. I apologize. Is this? Oh, this is somebody's name. Yep. That's okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Manufacturer okay. scars Mabolo. I'm with you, my brother. Uh, also, of a tough dilemma. I've been working as a semi-pro knife maker on the side for about two years now, and I'm at the point where I can charge up to 600 euros for a San Mai kitchen knife. Yeah, I'm telling you, don't give him. Let's, let's let it In my day job, I work as a personal assistant to a CEO of a small business where I earn a lot. Uh, for my age, Ooh. all right. Let me finish the story. For God's sakes, I'm making it hard on him. In my day job, I have a personal assistant to a CEO of a small business where I earn a lot for my age and education, but it's not enough 
for the lifestyle that my wife, children, and I have. <laughs> I can always go to my workshop, make knives, and I'm able to sell them rather quickly. So time spent in the workshop equals money. But my wife complains about me being in the workshop. But she also complains when there isn't enough money for things. What's your <laughs> advice? Note. I don't know why he gave us his name. Note. My wife's 40 years old, and I'm 28, and currently feeding and housing a family of four on my own. She stays oh. at home, <laughs> and as the youngest is five months old. Oh, Jesus. You better you are fucking fucked, mate. get to you work, are dude. Fucked. <laughs> you better get your ass in gear, man. You got problems, my brother. I am with you, manufacturer scars my world bolo. Let me tell you something, man. You better grow another dick or something. You better, you better work hard, baby, because it's gonna be time is not on your side. Oh man, it's it's that time old thing, isn't God it? God damn um, it! You gotta figure something we all out. Wa- we all want what necessary. Not I wouldn't say what we can't afford, but we all want something that we need to work hard for. And yeah, it's finding time and making these uh, sacrifices. Ah, oh, man, I feel for you. There's no, there's no correct answer for yes, this. Yes, there is. But, um, of course which, there's a which, correct answer. You said he should leave his wife and children? And just, <laughs> no, just, is that what you're saying? Say that, <laughs> Don't do it. It ain't my fault. Don't tell your wife it's my fault either. Seriously, uh, hope you're not in New York. Okay. Listen. <laughs> listen, Scars Babolo. I am with you. You've got to figure something out. And it might be you might have to work you might have to have an agreement with your wife and say, look, I'm working all day and I am ready to spend time with my family. I am a big, after the, after the pandemic, I was like, I changed the, I don't work weekends anymore. I mean, I'm here doing this, but other than that, I mean, I spend as much time with my kids as possible, especially Mm -hmm. because I mean, my kid's about to go off to college and I'm like, you know, you know, you got to carve out time to do this stuff or you need to be more efficient in the way you work, you know, and your, 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 your timing is every time is not on your side. So you have to like focus in on how you can get things done. And you're going to have to talk to your wife and say, look, we all want a little bit more money. And and this is the way we're going to do it. Either I got to get a new job or I got to make more knives or I got to figure it out. But on in right now without, well, as Craig says, leave your wife. I can't believe you said that, Craig. That outrageous. <laughs> leave your wife and children. That's what your suggestion is? That's outrageous. That wasn't my suggestion. I thought that is what you oh. were going through. Oh, no, no, that's no. That what I... Certainly, <laughs> certainly wasn't my suggestion. Scars Mabolo, don't leave your wife. Just figure out but, a way... But look, figure... look, the age, the age gap you've given us, right? If you work hard now for the next 40 years... Easy. She's she's twelve years older than you. Easy. You may have twelve years of peace at the end of your oh. life. So, so that's all I'm saying. Oh. Outrage! This outrage. It's the best you can hope for. I'm this afraid. Is, I think that I think that my man. All you need to do is you need to streamline your process. And six hundred euros for San Mai. You might have to bump the prices up if you're moving them quick. If you're moving them fast, bump up them prices, baby. Because. You know, baby needs a new pair of shoes, and mom needs something else. So, and yeah. you know what? And I'm this is between you and me. She ain't listen to this. She ain't listen to this. I need you need you need to maybe bring that dick. I mean, <laughs> you, need, you might need that's your that might be the that might be the unsung easiest move of all time. You need a couple. You need to fucking move that dick around. You need to get that. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, I, mean, I mean, let's face it. Top advice. I mean, that's Move the best. That that's the around. easiest solution of all time. Get better at fucking. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, don't at me about it. But I mean, you know that's the case. If she, I mean, you know, maybe she just needs a little bit of steam blowed off. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you, go. dude. Whatever it takes, I'm totally with you for a successful marriage, successful business. You gotta work a little harder and you gotta fuck a little better. Okay? That's the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> Dilemma's over. I, no more dilemma. I wish we could just end the show there, but we've, we've got a bit to get I through. I mean, am still. I wrong? Am I wrong? You I mean, are right. You are right. A, a happy wife makes the life so much easier. You're right. You're right. Get that dick going. We get that dick moving. <laughs> Uh, let's go to some listener feedback. Let's go. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Before we do that, let's head over to Canada. Let's head over to Canada because the guys at MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, um, Lawrence is fantastic there. Um, they sell everything that you need as a knife maker. Um, steel, belts, handle materials, tools, even forges and kills, everything you need. So, yeah, head on over to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Um, they're selling combat. They're selling rhinoette. Everything that we love, they sell. Um, if you're Canadian, they're the place to go. MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, and they're also Maritime Knife Supply on Instagram. Go check them out. Okay, this is listener feedback. If you uh, have some listener feedback, you can follow us on Instagram, Knife Talk Podcast, and you can send us your listener feedback. We've been recently doing a lot of lists, guys. Your favorite knives that you use, bucket list things, and there's a couple more that I wanted to read as they are pertinent to the last few episodes. This one is from J.D. Eiler. Do you know J.D. Eiler? No, no. J.D. Eiler is what my father would refer to as a nudge. A nudge, ladies and gentlemen. Nudge. What's, a nudge what's is a nudge? like, a, he's a good guy, but he's like a little bit, everything's got to twist a little bit. Everything's got a, everything's got a little bit of spin on it. Everything, he's, everything's okay. a thing with him. He's a good guy. I'm a fan. He's got a podcast called Into the Woods or something like that. Go follow J.D. Eiler. But I swear to God, when he, he's in my DMs. He's going to be on the chopping block when I do that game with Morocco. That is for sure. So J.D. Eiler says career goals in no particular order. He wants to become an ABS master smith, start a nonprofit metalworking school, start a Texas version of Maker's Camp, and he wants to name it Maker's Roundup when you put a little trademark stamp on there like a fool. Like, like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he's a, he's a lawyer now. He knows everything. This kid, he, I swear to God, everything's a thing. He wants to win Forge and Fire, and then he'll still keep asking me stupid questions because that's what happens. And then number five is never stop learning. Oh. Never, Never stop, stop learning. Stop learning. Stop the thing you put oh. on a CV at the back of bottom of a CV. Yeah. I enjoy reading books yeah. and learning. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the yeah. poster by the bathroom. Those corporate posters. Never stop yeah. learning. Yeah, Never stop with the whale learning. jumping up and splashing. Yeah, yeah another one. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Oh, embrace it. Yeah, good luck, JD Eiler. <laughs> you should you should at least should learn. You stop driving crazy. That's what you, you you never learn. You you always stop learning. You stop learning every fucking time you DM me. You little bastard. I swear to God, never stop learning, JD Eiler. You're a fucking. You're such a quack. You've 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 already missed out on number five. You failed on number five. Okay, I've officially. You never learn. You never learn. You drive me crazy. Uh, okay, Colston back to back to. I mean, it was a it is obnoxious. He's he drives me crazy, and then all of a sudden, he's never stopped learning. You didn't learn nothing. All right, 
Cole Storm says, hey guys, great podcast. Thanks so much for all that you do. I'll keep it short. Here's my five-piece set for the latest episode. A paring knife, an eight-inch chef knife, a bread knife, a fork, and an 11-inch slicer. As a side note, I mainly use a paring knife, chef, and sometimes I would need a serrated knife. So that would be my three-piece set. Thanks again, guys. I do like it when people send me the three pieces that they would use. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Iron Thistle Knives says, hey, uh, cuties, while listening to recent podcasts, you guys have saved s- uh, several bucket, thi- bucket list things to do. Mareko mentioned competing in the Highland Games. Yes, I forwarded this to Mareko, um, and he was like, oh, who is this off? So I'm hoping Mareko has, already, has also you know, contacted you by now. Um, I'm sure he has. I know he's got a very busy weekend, but I know he certainly will be anyway. Well, I Sorry, happen Jeff. to Go be on. one of the organizers for our games in Douglas County, Oregon. I can make your item happen. I can also get you in touch with the trainer or come out and complete and compete blind. Oosh. I may pay your, and I'll pay your entrance fee. This year's games are the 27th and 28th of August, so a little late this year, but get a hold of me and I'll make it happen. Iron Thistle Knives, he's in. Making dreams come he's true. In. I, and I, I haven't talked to him about this, but I'm, I'm, I, he will be there. So my dream about going to Hawaii, is anybody stepping up for that Nobody. one? No, no, no. <laughs> no okay. we don't have these fucking things in our own hometowns, for Christ's sakes. This happens yeah. to be in his hometown. I'm just kidding. I don't know if he's going to do it or not. You should do it, Marekko. If you're listening to this, happy birthday. There you go. Birthday yeah. present. He seemed excited. I, I, sent him, I sent him this message, a picture of it. And he was like, wow, wow, who's this from? And so I think he's excited. Well, so, yeah. that brings me to a, uh, a news article. <laughs> that, oh, uh, oh I okay. We, I don't know if he's read that. I got to find it real quick. This is, uh, oh, shit balls. I had it. Uh, I thought I had it. And, oh, yes, I do have it. <laughs> uh, Quality content, people. Man Quality dies content. during Highland Games event in a Dutch castle. <laughs> Should I read this? Oh. I, Go for it, yeah. Should I save <laughs> yeah. it for when Mareko gets here? Uh, a man died Sunday after being hit uh, by what local media reports was likely a hammer used at an event at Ooh. the Highland Games Tournament in a castle in the southwestern Netherlands. East uh, Brabant police said in a tweet that a 65-year-old local from Geldrop died after being hit by a metal ball that was used in a, a sporting event. A medevac helicopter and other emergency ser- uh, services oh, were sent geez. to the scene or were unable to save the man, police said, adding that they were investigating the incident. Oof. So, Highland Games. So, you, you, know what a, you know what a hammer is, yeah, when it comes to a metal uh, ball. You they, know who knows what a hammer around. is? Manufacturer Scalambolo. Because you got to have the There we go. There we hammer. go. There we go. So, yeah, not, not necessarily a blacksmith's hammer. It's, you know, the athletic... At, Ball and chain right. kind of hammer. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so careful. Oh. I like. I hope. He, I hope he does. I hope Marego does it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was his dream. Why it not? Was his dream. Why not? Um, Why not? And uh, that's about it. Unless you. Oh. 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 <laughs> we have a Marlboro handmade, which is uh, Jesse Killian says. Here's a hot take. If you need a rolling cart, your shop is too big. Peace and love from a jealous knife maker with a shop that's too small. See at Maker's uh-huh. Camp. Pee out, peace out. PA, the PA crew rules. Yeah. Uh-huh. Guess what? They... I ordered another cart, Jesse. A really? I ordered a second <laughs> wow. cart. Okay. I love my fucking cart. I built a, this yeah. cart. Is I don't have... I have things all over the shop, and I can't find hmm. them. And now I have a cart. That I put all the yeah. things that I need on them, and I'm always going, where is it? It's on the cart. I love the cart. And I ordered another one, yeah. Jesse. 
Mine is small. You don't need much That's space for them. And in fact, it probably yeah, it probably saves you space because I, I use mine. As, let's say I'm working on a batch of knives from the grinder. Rather than go back and get another one and style again, they're just next to me, so it's just easy. And I, I line them with like a, uh, you know, that stuff you can get, you know, for dashboards in cars to stop things yes. falling off. You know that that yeah, line it with that stuff so it, you know you can just you know, put stuff down there. It's not getting scratched once it's been ground. Um, yeah, it doesn't take up space, and it saves you a hell of a lot of time. I love this rolling cart, and it's not one of them cheap-ass, rickety ones. This is one of them, you know, mm. and it's not an expensive one either. But is it the metal? No, ones? it's, it's like a compressed plastic, thick industrial oh, compressed wow. plastic, something like that. But I was using oh. it to because you know, like I said, when I do the G10, I'm rolling my table saw outside, so mm. I carry the G10, and I go back and forth and back and forth, and then I just kind of it's been, and now I have tools that I. Like all my drill bits and all my uh, my socket set for because I'm always using uh, an impact wrench to, to unscrew something or screw something up and yeah, yeah. I love having a rolling cart with I mean it's yeah, great the and then I ha- and I know where the tape measure is now and I know where my scribe is now everything's on that goddamn cart they're the best let's call it a day um, we'll have an after show um, just a second. Thank you all very much for listening. We appreciate it. Every Monday morning, we uh, we put up a new episode. Um, we're coming up to it's not one fifty, is it? Two fifty, way over one. Two fifty. We're coming up to two fifty, which we're about three shows to go. Um, so thank you if you've been listening from the beginning. We do appreciate you. We shall speak to you again next week with Morocco in tow. Thank you. Bye for now. This show is brought. Okay. Did we do all the spots? We did. Oh, you're the yeah, man. Did. You, 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 wow. you are literally the man. An oiled machine. You're the man. My wife calls me. <laughs> That's what our, our man, uh, what's his face, needs to be an oil, oil machine. No, oil machine. Fucking God. So, what you've been reading, what you've been listening to, what you've been watching, what's been uh, going I've been on? watching the catastrophic collapse of the New York Yankees, which is like, this ah. is like the craziest. I mean, they, they're, they're, the beginning of their season has been monumental like on the on the mm. verge of being the the best record i mean they had the best record in baseball for the first like two months of base three months of baseball two months april may mm. june and they're i mean they're 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 they were they were up like 60 wins and under 20 losses they were crushing it best record in baseball and they've lost the like the last 11 out of 13 games and they have oh, wow. it's been like Wow. But it's been very easy to see. Like every game that they've won, or they came from behind. Like all their, their for some reason their pitching just wasn't up to snuff. And then the bats were on fire, and they they would just come from behind. And they would they would they had these all these best way in my opinion. <laughs> all these come from behind victories, you know. And the problem was is the pitching was weak. And then so all of a sudden you got three of the best hitters were on the d- disabled list: Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, uh, Matt Carpenter and this guy DJ LeMahieu, just three dependable hitters, and mm. the three of them are out, and now it's like been this f- epic collapse, and I'm getting chirped at like nobody's business, <laughs> nobody's business. How long left of the season? How many games left? It's, we have a lot more. We have like uh, forty more, probably forty oh, more well, games. 40? They played. They wow. played. A, okay. Uh, yeah, baseball's fucking great, and they're like almost no. It, it, there's games almost every day. I don't know how these guys have families. To be honest with you, mm. they have. They're wow. they're playing like five games a week, easy. Five games a week, easy. Fuck. And because they st- they started late because of the goddamn the the they had uh, some sort of sh- a shutdown, they had to squeeze mm. them all in. So there was like the first the first month. 
They might have had like two games two games off for the whole month. But it's been fun, and we're going to actually... The problem is Hillary got tickets to it. I I really have never gone to a Subway Series. So you have the American League and the National League. So it's two different leagues. And then the winners of both both leagues play each other, and that's the World Series. So you always have somebody Mm -hmm. in the American League, the American League versus the National League. So they have been doing more, like, inter interleague games regularly so they got the subway series is the new york yankees who are in the american league versus the new york mets who are in the national league so hillary who loves me and loves we she's an awesome sports fan to go with she gets really into it she got tickets to see the subway series well the mets Hmm. are fucking on fire and we're going to go to yankee stadium on tuesday and the the yankees are sucking the dicks of... I mean, they're terrible. I mean, they're, it is an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. So we're going to go to Yankee Stadium and get our clocks cleaned by <laughs> the other New York team, and then they're going to be Mets fans chirping at the Yankee fans, and it's just like I'm kind of not even wanting to go, which is crazy. Go for the hot dogs. I'm going to glizzies. Yeah, I'm going to have a glizzy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been watching. Um, the, the Elvis film I saw this <laughs> My week. My wife went to see it. She loved it. Yeah, it's is I, I it was good. I liked it. It was a little too there's there's like some weird sort of jarring things happening. So in between scenes they're like playing rap music and stuff oh, okay. and it was just like and you know, and it was all set as if it was back in the in you know in the sixties and through to the seventies and you know, and it had that sort of visual look about it. But then they're playing like modern rap song. It was all a bit strange. Um but yeah, it was good. There was a lot that I didn't know about Elvis, you know, well specifically about his bloody manager who right. t- turned out to be a, a wrong'un to say the least colonel um, colonel parker right c- colonel tom parker yeah um so i hadn't realized that elvis didn't play a show outside the u.s um and he didn't know why he wasn't playing a show at the outside the u.s it's because his manager didn't have a passport he was uh, he was illegal in the u.s so obviously he couldn't travel in and out um but they kept giving excuses to him saying oh no we got these deals in vegas and so on and he's taking a 50 percent cut of that all the time and trying to trying to keep elvis from wanting to go outside of america because he'd then find out but um find yeah, out it, that it, Parker yeah, it, it, didn't have a, was a criminal he, well, well yeah he was an illegal so he was dutch born um and he got himself to america oh um, i had no idea Yes, yeah. So that's why Elvis had never played outside America. Yeah, it's crazy. He's crazy. from and he was he's from the Netherlands. for fifty. Tom Parker. 50, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Dutch. Yeah, screwing for fifty percent of everything he had as well. And I didn't realize that Elvis was you know practically broke. You know, it was yeah. It was. It's, it's, it was I'm enlightening. It was I'm good. Really kind of, it was good, but I'm kind of not a Elvis. I used to be an Elvis fan, and I'm not really not an Elvis fan. Yeah, it was good, but it was. I'm Baz Luhrmann did it, so you know he tried to get a bit sort of arty with it, and there was some things that we just it just didn't quite work for me. But um, if you listen to, there's an interview with uh, Ray Charles, and they ask him about Elvis, and he gets fucking Mm. hot under the collar about Elvis. Yeah, he doesn't like Elvis at all, and he stole a lot of stuff from them. I mean, it's like it's there's Mm. like that appropriation thing. It happened. Yeah, you know, if, yeah, and that that's a big part of it as well, really. About about yeah, about how he grew up in sort of black communities, and then he was taking their music, and um, yeah, you know, it it is good, but uh, artistically, I think it could have gone in a different direction. Yeah, but uh, what else? I <laughs> I don't know if you've it's worth seeing if you haven't seen it. The um, Woodstock '99 documentary. It's a three parter. No, I almost went to that. Um, oh. 
fuck, it was a complete and utter cash cow, you know? Um, and people were rightfully angry. Um, and the, the organisers didn't have a clue what they were doing. You know, the, the type of music they were putting on, clearly people were going to be pissed and they were going to be trashing the place. But it was, yeah, it was far worse than I ever thought. I, I'd heard it was bad, but seeing this, it was like, Jesus, how people weren't killed, I don't know. It was crazy, crazy. Yeah, that's worth watching. Um, that's pretty much it, really. Pretty much hmm. it. Well, I've been I've been researching for uh, I uh, I have some weird news. If you want some weird news, let's do it. Weird is always. Um, I already read the Highland Games. Uh, here's a, here's a knife. Here, a man's hand severed by a sword at a Hawaiian Seven Eleven store. You want to read that one? Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, go ahead. Okay, right. this is. Uh, Honolulu police in Hawaii were investigating after a man's left hand was severed by a sword at a Waikiki 7-Eleven. Emergency responders were called to the convenience store just after fri- midnight Friday and said that uh, uh, some uh, sp- a set of spokesmen for Honolulu Emergency Services. The man found at the entrance to the parking lot with multiple lacerations, puncture wounds, and a severed hand. His left hand. The man, 40, was oh. taken to critical condition in the hospital. An employee who answered the phone at the uh, Something Something Avenue store said no one was working at the time there. The the 7-Eleven corporate office in Hawaii didn't immediately call for comment. The victim started to shout and then cry, and then I I look at him on the floor, and I saw half his hand was on the floor. According to uh, the man wielding the sword is a worker, (laughs) and he interacted with recent days at the store. The Honolulu TV uh, station reported the police didn't confirm that the 46-year-old man they arrested is a 7-Eleven employee. Honolulu police launched a murder investigation, uh, the station reported. so. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm glad it wasn't. So he worked at the store yeah. and he, he had a customer. Oh, I mean, fuck. I'm glad it wasn't. Cust- I'm glad it wasn't Neil. Yeah, I was thinking that. I mean, I was, they describe his the, hair. Was did he have luscious flowing you're locks? In the, so he's thinking. in the clear. He has got he's an alibi. Just because he's from Hawaii and he makes swords doesn't mean it's Neil. So Neil, we yeah. vouch for you. You're and you don't work at Seven <laughs> Eleven. I don't know who the fuck is going to their job carrying a sword with them. <laughs> no, that's what I'm thinking. But Jesus I mean, Christ. you know, you hear about like you hear about like these places getting robbed, and there's a video mm. going around of this guy, this place getting robbed and. It's a pretty gruesome video. It's a, a guy, you know, is like kind of luring, you know, the, the cash register guy is luring them in and then he pulls out a knife and he, you know, does the, you know, the, what Doug Markaida does and, you know, gives them the old one, two, three, you know, you know, he gives them yeah. and, and the pathetic part is the, the robber is like, oh, I'm dying. You know, I mean, it, I don't know how you, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it, but yeah. Uh, I mean, you just said you saw that online. One thing I have noticed the last few days, so my brother's been here with his 15-year-old twins, uh, a boy and girl girl twin, um, and they've just been on TikTok nonstop as, you know, most teenagers are just their head stuck in. So I said to Sarah, I said, well, what is it you're watching all day? (laughs) And we've talked about this in the past. She was watching people eating. Oh, yeah. And she follows all these people just eating. And I'm just like, what the hell are kids doing these days? You know, it's called uh, crumbang or something eat. like that. I, I, it, yeah, it's it's bizarre. It, I just couldn't get my head around it, it. And she's got favorites, you know, that she'll she'll a few times a day she'll check in on see what they've been eating today, and it's like, what? Mental. It is the the eating thing. Is, there's there's a there's a couple things going on that interest me, but I don't know why. One is, do you know about Viet Cajun food? 
No. Right. no. So if you watch Ugly Delicious uh, on Netflix, yes, the David, David Chang, Chang thing, did yeah. a whole thing on Viet Cajun food. So a lot of Cajun food is like crawfish boils, yeah. and where they they have a pot and they season the pot with cr- boil and seasoning and all this stuff, and then they throw all this shit in it and they boil it and then they pour it out and it's so Viet Cajun is the crayfish are like steamed or boiled and then they're sauced afterwards. So it's much more kind of like, it's not like they're not boiled in with the seasoning. They're boiled yeah. and then they're sauced afterwards. So there yeah, are all gotcha. these like places now where that are serving this, they're called, it's like boil in a bag. You can get a bag of boil and you'll get a yeah, plastic bag. Pack, pre-packaged. No, well, yeah. I mean, they yeah. no, they package it from the store, and then they give you like this clear bag, <laughs> look like a garbage bag, and it's filled with boil. <laughs> and you sit at your table, and you cut the bag open, and then your whole boil is in there, and it's legs right. and all oh. this shit. And it's so bizarre because it's like fuck, you're eating out of a bag. Sounds fucking terrible. But, but yeah. no, but I mean, they're all like they're all like wearing gloves, and they're just slopping mm. their seafood in these Ugh. big buckets of sauce slowly. I have a real problem with the sexual nature plus <laughs> yeah. food. That is like, to me, I'll yeah. never understand it, and it is so <laughs> gross. And the dudes, I'll, once again, when you squeeze, if you fucking cook me the a brisket. steak, yep. and you squeeze it, <laughs> squeeze the juice out of it, all of a sudden, you're, I'm supposed to eat that. You know, it's like, you're, you're ruining mm. it. Like that fucking salt bay. Yeah. That guy's got to go. I mean, I, I'm sorry. And when I say go, I mean just leave. I'm not saying... It's car crash stuff. Every time he comes up, I'll, I'll watch this video. Knowing that, it'll just upset me. But yeah. It's... Yeah. But yeah, just seeing kids, just watching people, and they're, they're into it, you know? They're like, they'll check in a few times a day just to see. Bizarre. You know what that Salt Bay does now? He at his, at his fucking bullshit restaurants. He'll, he'll slice the meat up, and then he'll use his long knife and he'll take one of the slices and he'll dangle it mm. in front of the yeah. eater slowly yeah. and sexually like he's like teabagging or something like that. <laughs> and that's how one, this fucking salt bag, this poor woman, she just, you know, she gets stuck in this video. She's probably got some money. I mean, they're at the salt bay in that, you know, gold tinted steak or whatever the yeah. fuck they're doing. Cuts a slice and she's like holding it high so she's got to raise her neck up and he's lowering it and then she takes a bite oh. and then he grabs the other end and then he uses the knife to kind of cut between their faces and it's just like oh, you are Jesus such Christ. a pig <laughs> nobody wants ah. any of this and the poor husband's been cuckolded you know obviously <laughs> cuckolded sitting, <laughs> I mean, there, sitting watching. there watching oh. salt bay, you know pork his wife <laughs> i mean i mean it's just like <laughs> god damn it i swear to god if that fucking guy i was sitting at a table and all he's sitting and all of a sudden he's trying to like Give my wife the fucking long dangler. I, I swear to God. I, I would, the long dangle. I, I mean, no tip. No tip, number one. No tip, number one. And then number two, I'm just like, I might have to put my hands on him. Don't, and he's gyrating as well. Oh, yeah. It's not disgusting when he's cutting the meat and he's like fucking with his yeah. hips. And God damn that guy. Now, speaking of hips, uh, Putin says that, uh, you know, Putin, right? Hell, you know yeah. all about him. Putin says Western leaders would, quote, look disgusting, topless, after they mock his shirtless pictures. You know oh. about this? You've oh, seen... yeah. Well, there's loads of pictures of Putin on a horse, hey, isn't it? He's on a horse, and... fly fishing without his shirt on, with his titties hanging out. Was, uh... Well, I don't want to see Boris Johnson without uh, no Boris, top on. Well, Boris sure. Johnson joked that the G7 leaders could take their clothes off to share that they're, uh, they were tougher than Putin. 
<laughs> amid what tensions over idiot. Moscow's military actions in Ukraine. Now the Russian president has responded. Now, mm. Boris Johnson, I mean, you want to talk nobody about... Nobody needs to see that sack of shit <laughs> with no clothes that, on. Number no. one, nobody, nobody, nobody <laughs> has talked about that hairdo he has. I mean, <laughs> hair don't, he looks like, is. I mean, he looks like a firecracker went up in his ear. <laughs> that hair, he looks, he's <laughs> an awful looking human being. And he's fat oh, yes. as F. I mean, God damn. Yeah. He's he's on holiday. He's been on holiday in Italy this week, and um, through the British media, they, they haven't really. It's it's weird. They're, they're like taking sides kind of thing, and they're not really reporting what's happening over there. Um, if you go online, there's loads of videos of Brits who are on holiday. They come across him, and they're just shouting these obscenities at him. It's just brilliant. So the news isn't picking it up, but it's all over online. It's just the wasn't there like thing a ever. number one charted song saying Boris Johnson, you're a dick, or something like that. Um, is a is a comment, oh, I believe. Jesus yeah, Christ. yeah, and it, yeah, it, it didn't get number one. It got in the top ten. Yeah, and they couldn't play it on the radio. But, mm. uh, yeah. So Vladimir yeah. Putin says in regards to <laughs> fat old Boris Johnson, uh, Western uh, says Western leaders would look quote disgusting if they were to undress above or below the waist. The Russian oh, leader uh, hit back at the G7 leaders who poked fun at him being bare chested photo ops during the summit. Um, as they sat down for the table talks, Boris Johnson joked that the G7 leaders could take off their clothes to show that we're tougher than Putin. I mean, as a, you got, you're dealing with a with a, a world war, upcoming world mm. war, and you think that jocularity is going to stop anything? Meanwhile, these oh, poor this... fucking people are getting shelled, yeah. and you think it's funny to talk about pulling your titties exactly. out? Exactly. This guy is a complete joke, but um, we don't do politics on this show. With that, um, thank you all for listening. We shall speak to you again next week. As I say, a full full raft of of hosts. All three of us will be here. So thank you for listening. (sighs) Have a good one. Bye for now. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.